Hey everyone, welcome to I'm Hormonal. This is a podcast where we talk about how to support our hormone health, menstrual health, and how to lean into cyclical living. If you're trying to understand the signals that your cycle is sending you, then you're in the right place because I'm Hormonal is here to share practical tips and information with you that will support you on your quest for hormone balance. I'm Bridget, a functional hormone specialist and menstrual cycle coach, and I'm here to guide you along this journey. Hey out there, I'm Bridget, and it is so good to have you here. I hope that you have been having a good day wherever you are listening from. I have been away for the last uh, four days for a bachelorette party, so I was on the East Coast. Long flights. It was so much fun celebrating the bride, though, and honestly, she has like the greatest group of friends. It was such a fun group. We went to a Pitbull concert. We had a lot of good food. We went on a boat trip. Um, so good times. So on this same note of travel, I just wanted to share a couple of things that I tried to focus on while I was away from home that will maybe help you on your next you know, travel or time away from home when it comes to supporting your hormone balance. So the first thing that I considered was how I could limit my alcohol intake. Um, I didn't drink it all over the weekend. I still had a lot of fun. I really just focused on water consumption and especially on the travel days since I had cross-country flights. So making sure that I was staying hydrated. With that, I also focused on like, okay, Bridget, what do you need in order to stay regular and have daily bowel movements, right? Because we know that that's essential for uh, hormone balance and, and just keeping everything uh detoxifying or eliminating as it should be. So for that, I tried to minimize any processed or fried foods that were out there. And I just really tried to make sure that I was prioritizing vegetables whenever I could. Next, I did my best to maximize my sleep. I can't say that I'm necessarily impressed with uh, with my achievement, but I did my best and, you know, getting enough sleep is going to be really helpful when it comes to blood sugar levels, also stress levels, and there are downstream effects for those hormones, of course. Uh, two more things. The next thing that I focused on was, you know, each morning when we would head out for breakfast or head out for coffee. I just made sure that I was having some protein. So um, one day I had a a salmon wrap and the other day I had an egg, uh, what was it? An egg and cheese burrito before having any caffeine because that'll also be good for my stress or your cortisol levels and also help with blood sugar regulation and keeping things stable throughout the day. Last but not least, find some time to chill while you're while you're on a trip like that. Um, if you're like me, being around so many people, there were 12 of us at one point, um, just a little bit stressful. It's kind of hectic. Very fun. Very fun, but, you know, way different than my normal routine. So I tried to incorporate some of, well, my normal routine into my days there. And so um, that was like taking 10 minutes to you know, be quiet and wear my red light mask. I made sure to bring some tea so that I could have something to drink before I went to sleep at night and just trying to, um, you know, relax as much as you can um, when things are so active and, and stimulated like that. 
So just a couple of ideas there. And hopefully next time when you are on the move, um, out and about with friends for something fun, that that is helpful for you. This week, though, we are here for episode nine of I'm Hormonal, and if you've been here for the last couple of weeks, you will already know that we have been reviewing some of the top sex hormones that are good to be familiar with so that it can help you to uncover patterns about your own body and help you to interpret the signals that your menstrual cycle is sending you. This week, we're actually going to be talking about three different hormones because they're pretty uh, closely related. They have similar patterns, so I think it makes the most sense. It'll be more straight to the point for you guys. And those three hormones are gonadotropin-releasing hormone, luteinizing hormone, and follicle-stimulating hormone. So one more time, and then from here on out, we'll just use the acronym so it'll be a little bit simpler. But the first is gonadotropin-releasing hormone, which is GNRH. We'll talk about luteinizing hormone which is LH, and last but not least, follicle-stimulating hormone, or FSH. We have just a couple of quick housekeeping notes before we dive into the meat of the subject today. So first, please just be reminded that the content that I'm talking about today is for informational purposes only. It shouldn't be used as a replacement for one-on-one support from a certified practitioner or from your healthcare provider. Second, but on the same note of one-on-one support, I'm really excited because I am finally ready and I'm, I'm looking for women who want to work with me one-on-one in order to improve their hormone health. So yes, of course I'm here with this podcast and I love putting this content together for you, but I'm also in parallel establishing my hormone health coaching business and so I want to keep you guys updated on what's going on over there as well. The quick bullet points for this one-on-one support is that I'm looking for women who have period problems or who are looking to plan for fertility or for contraception naturally and who want to work together for about three months. It'll actually be at at no cost to you unless you want to go through any uh, or complete any hormone testing or get any supplements that I recommend. But really what I want to do is is provide this coaching for you at no cost because I'm also eager for your feedback on the processes and the systems that I have set up and to validate those. So if this is something that's interesting to you, if you're looking for some advice on how to feel better, how to understand what your hormones are doing, then go ahead and click on the link in the show notes below to schedule a call with me. You can also DM me on Instagram, which is again, at Bridget Walton, and we can just check in and see if this is a good fit for your goals. So let's go ahead and dive into the content and let's go into GNRH, LH, and FSH. So I'll talk about how it relates to the menstrual cycle, how the levels of those hormones fluctuate through the cycle. We'll talk about how they can get out of balance and what happens when those hormones are out of balance. So it should be a relatively quick one for today. But first, how do these three hormones impact your menstrual cycle? What do they do? Basically, your hypothalamus is an endocrine gland in your brain that releases, uh, that releases GNRH, and that signals for your pituitary gland, 
which is another endocrine gland in your brain, to then release either LH or FSH. Depending on how much estrogen is in your blood at that time, that will determine which hormone is signaled to be released, more or less. And essentially what these do, these three hormones work together to help make sure that the follicles on your ovaries are developing the way that they should be, right? Follicle-stimulating hormone, it's, you know, aptly named. And then luteinizing hormone, that comes into play when it comes to actually prompting the egg to release from the ovary. And so these hormone levels are relatively low until it comes to the time just before ovulation when FSH is growing higher, and then at the time of ovulation, luteinizing hormone peaks. So it's pretty simple and straightforward there when it comes to what time in the cycle these are peaking, again, around ovulation. But it is worth noting that as you as we get older and we move from our 20s to our 30s to our 40s, that we actually do make more FSH. So just to note, when it comes to life transitions, transitioning into perimenopause, that's when you can expect FSH to become a little bit higher. There are a couple of reasons how these hormones can get out of balance, and let's touch on those next. Rising estrogen levels are what trigger GnRH pulsation speeds to change. So basically, when estrogen levels get to a certain threshold, that's what tells your brain to switch from producing follicle-stimulating hormone, which again is what's helping to grow your follicles nice and juicy, uh, to switch from that to producing luteinizing hormone so that your egg can actually get out of the ovary. That being said, low estrogen levels could impact how these um, pulsation rates change, and so low estrogen is the first uh, potential root cause for why your GnRH, LH, and FSH levels could be different than what you expect. Next, high prolactin can inhibit GnRH levels. So prolactin is the hormone that's responsible for breast milk production postpartum. It's at its highest levels, again, prolactin, that is, while you're pregnant or while you're breastfeeding. And so this is what prevents you or prevents, you know, postpartum women from immediately beginning to ovulate again, right? That's why there's a certain amount of time or, you know, however many months that pass before women start cycling again. It's, it, prolactin levels need to drop down. That being said, there are a small fraction of women who have or experience prolactinoma, which is a benign tumor that releases prolactin, and that would be treated with, uh, with medication. But that's the second reason why GnRH levels could be altered, high prolactin levels. Third, and this should be no surprise because I feel like I talk about it every episode, but stress and inflammation can certainly impact uh, GnRH levels, and therefore... LH and FSH as well. So focusing on mitigating stress is good for a million different reasons, but also including support for these three hormones. It's never really the case that these would be too high. The concern would probably be more likely to be that these hormones levels are too low. Although again, how I mentioned that later in life, FSH levels will naturally be higher. So that makes Again, this is a little bit easier to identify what the maybe quote-unquote problem is or what is the factor to address when it comes to 
okay, now we've identified, you know, maybe you've done some testing with a practitioner or with your doctor. You've identified an irregularity in the levels of one of these hormones. And then that's where you can start addressing and and start making changes to support. Now, I feel like that was a pretty quick review, but I think that that's really all that we need to know for these hormones specifically. In a quick summary, LH and FSH levels are going to be at their highest just before ovulation in order to help support healthy follicles, healthy ovulation, then they'll go back down until the next month around the same time. You want to be aware of healthy estrogen levels, healthy or normal prolactin levels, and also healthy and low stress and inflammation in order to support healthy levels for these hormones as well. For your weekly tip, I want you to spend 30 minutes sometime this week with your journal or with the notes app on your phone and just take some time to identify what are the stressors in your life and what can you do or what can you plan to do in order to mitigate whatever is realistic. So does your job suck and make you really stressed? You know, Maybe you can change to another role or maybe you can't. Maybe that's not a realistic one. But when it comes to stressors like overbooking your schedule with social events, how can you plan on behalf of your future self in order to avoid doing that and having that stress? Or if your evenings are just packed too, is there a way that you can meal prep ahead of time or ask your partner to make dinner or just try out a new meal kit delivery service in order to make your evenings a little bit easier and provide some more time to relax? Think about anything in your life that activates your nervous system or that puts you on high alert and prevents you from feeling relaxed and comfy because you deserve to feel relaxed and comfy. Thanks so much for listening to this quick episode today. Come back next week when you will hear about testosterone to wrap up this mini-series on Hormones 101. If you found this podcast helpful, then go ahead and send this episode to a friend or to someone who you think would benefit from this information. Also, don't forget, if you're interested in working together one-on-one, then go ahead and check out the link in the show notes below so we can get in touch. I so appreciate you listening. I can't wait to connect with you soon and have a great week. See you next week. A couple of things that, Betty, dang, dude, I just need you to go. I'm so sorry.